You're listening to Effortless Parenting with Monica LaPerinassar, your ultimate lifeline to simplifying your parenting so that you can live effortless. Now, I know you're thinking it may not be possible, but I'm going to show you how in each and every episode because you will walk away with actionable implementation to really unlock that mystery behind making your everyday life as a parent feel lighter, more intuitive, and less all-consuming. So if you're ready to ditch that overwhelm, the guesswork, and the stress that comes with parenting the next generation, then you've come to the right place because this podcast is going to share everything that you need to know about how to live effortlessly as a parent right from the start. Hello, mamas. Welcome to another week of Effortless Parenting. I'm your host, Monica LaPerinassar, and it is episode 37. Now, today's episode is going to be really thought-provoking because how many times have we been told that the more that we um, stay in doing all of the things, the more we can accomplish uh, great success and results. But today's episode is all about doing less you heard right, doing less better. And what I mean by that is I had this false like illusion that the more um, busy I was, it translated into being more productive and it would also translate into more results or getting what I wanted quicker. And when I was first introduced with this concept of doing less things better, I was like, wow, that sounds like too good to be true. And it really violated a lot of the values that I grew up with, right? That hard work translates into, um, you know, success and achievement and money and all of the things. And it wasn't until I really started to take a deeper and closer look at what would my life look like, especially as mamas, right? we um, can find ourselves in these daunting, endless tasks of things around the house. And that's not even counting, like, right, just managing the balance of a full-time job, which I'm going to be sharing a lot of what I have started to see in terms of patterns and how easily we can get caught up in that because it's, I'm about a month into a full-time role while I'm doing all of house management and kiddos and baseball and, you know, just everything, right? How do you juggle all of the stuff? And when you hear this concept of doing less better, it seems like lazy, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm like, what? That doesn't sound right. You know, I grew up in the Midwest. We're hard workers. Um, I pride myself in how much I can quote unquote multitask. And I think that's is where we do our ourselves a big disservice, mamas, because what in essence we are modeling also to our children subconsciously is that, you know, we have to constantly be in this sort of doing mode, right? We have to be doers. And instead of really just being more intentional with the items that we do do, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And before we get into it, I always like to encourage you mamas, I know you're listening to these episodes week after week. I'm so honored and privileged to 
um, hold space for these conversations uh, because I think it's so important in our mama circles to really evolve the conversation beyond our children and really focus inward and how we are taking care of ourselves holistically, how we view our role in, as moms, and more importantly, how just the mere effort in focusing inward, right? Focusing on ourselves first, how that in and of itself creates, you know, less effort in our parenting. So with all of that said, I know a lot of you are on Instagram. I know I am, especially during those moments of wanting to just, (laughs) you know, numb out or get distracted or kind of you know, do something quote unquote indulgent, um, why not upgrade that feed? Right. And I do a lot of sort of behind the scenes. Well, not, not a lot these days, but definitely it is my intention to be, um, really specific in supporting you in real time over on my Instagram account at effortless parenting expert. So I encourage you to follow me there and, you know, pop into my DMS and say, hello, say, Hey, these are the things that I'm currently, you know, struggling with, or these are my biggest roadblocks. You know, one of the biggest things that I have conversations with you in the DMs, and I love having this conversation with you in regards to when you are working on personal development, when you are creating sort of more mindfulness habits or intentions around your boundaries with your family, it's hard to figure out how that you know, effort actually translates into our parenting because we feel like we have to trade something in order, or we have to give up on something in order to have something, right? So it's like a this or that. Well, in the conversations we have in the DMs, we really start to talk about what if it can be both? What if the way that you show up for yourself really can help you in alleviating um, sort of the burden that often is perceived with parenting, right? With um, having to, um, not only manage our own emotions and mental health and all of that, but also really guide our children in, in, in their practice of self-management, right? So again, super, super excited to connect with you over on Instagram. It's really how I connect with you. I don't really do a whole lot of emails and all of that. It's just not my my jam, if I'm being honest. And I am thinking about bringing back a text community. I used to do that a couple years back and I'm thinking about bringing it back just because I think it's a really easy way for us to use our phone for good and have like really powerful reminders on how to stay present, how to stay um, focused on you mama first before you go out and take care of everyone else, right? So send me a message. Let me know if you're into the whole text idea. Let's me know if there is an interest for that. I'm happy to make a, I'm happy to bring that back um, because it was something that I really, really enjoyed. So let me know. All right, let's get back to the episode. Now, doing less things better is actually harder than it seems. You would think that it's just saying, okay, well, I'm just going to let things fall to the wayside and not focus on those things. But it actually is more about focusing on everything that shows up on your to-do list, right? And I'm being very like generic about that. Maybe you don't have a to-do list. I don't have a to-do list, but I definitely have a running list in my head of all the things I have to get done or that I want to get done or that I should get done, right? All that sort of mental chatter that goes in the background while we're 
washing dishes while we're carpooling or taking our kids somewhere. Like you have this constant like running list of things. And I can tell you that it can feel very exhausting and more importantly can contribute to any anxiety that you may be experiencing. And, you know, I used to have a really um, kind of polarizing um, viewpoint on anxiety. I didn't really think of it as a thing. (laughs) And I have episodes on anxiety, so I highly encourage you to go and check those out. Um, Let's see if I can remember what episodes they were. Uh, Reframing anxiety, not too long ago. So episodes 32 and 33 kind of made a two-part series on reframing our relationship with the term anxiety and like the emotions that come with it and how to actually work through it, right? Without the need of sort of an external resource. Now, of course, depending on where you are on the spectrum of anxiety, obviously I'm not here to give out any medical information. I'll just speak from my personal experience on my relationship with anxiety, which is an ongoing one. And I'm constantly looking at ways to navigate that feeling because anxiety really just means that you're in sort of that future mode, right? So you're in the future thinking about all of the things that you need to do or need to get done. And so that often leads to worry. Um, and so an anxiousness, right? Cause you like have this like sort of I need to get all these things done, but I'm not sure how to get it done. So really knowing any time that you start to feel that way, that's just a powerful feedback moment for you to realize that, oh, I'm not being present. I'm not really in the moment and looking for ways to do that. So I highly encourage you to go back to those episodes. That's again, episodes 32 and 33 really, really important. And I think it goes hand in hand with this topic of doing things less, doing less things better because this is a way for us to really stay present. So a really big tool that has been helpful for me is really looking at, you know, I don't really love a whole lot of structure, right? I don't have a lot of stuff on, you know, I don't have like running lists, even though my engineer husband loves me to create all these tasks lists and put them, categorize them and be really organized. Well, that's just not how my brain works. So I encourage you to number one, lead in, lean into your intuition. If you love lists, then great. Use that. Um, personally for me, the easiest way I've been able to manage myself is by using my calendar, super basic, but I love it. And it's on my phone and I will literally schedule things that are important to me. Right? So whether that's taking breathing breaks or going outside and just getting some natural vitamin D, going out for a walk or drinking more water. So I use my calendar as like my personal assistant. And that really does help me to stay um, committed to the habits that help me feel amazing every day, right? When I'm consistent with a lot of these habits, um, self-management and self-care habits, it really helps me to go about my day in a more um, consistent manner, meaning I'm not on that roller coaster ride or that survival cycle, right? Because I am filling my cup throughout the day. Um, and I know that I'm prioritizing myself, which is often really not our factory setting as mamas, right? We always want to, um, take care of others before we take care of ourselves. So it's a really powerful tool for me. But when we start to look at doing less things better, it's really just taking inventory of all the things that you deem to be important, right? And so taking a look at what all of those things are for the week and saying, okay, 
which ones are like my top three? Which ones of all of these things that are on this list, what are the top three that are really going to move the needle forward in whatever the results that I want to have, whether that's a cleaner home, whether that's having more balance, whether that's having, um, you know, more time for yourself or more, or more quality time with your kiddos, whatever your like top goals are results that you're looking for, really look at that list and say, okay, these top three, these are actually going to move the needle forward. They're going to help me achieve the results or the outcomes that I want. And so you're no longer looking at this laundry list, which seems endless, (laughs) which seems daunting, which only contributes to the overwhelm. And you're just saying, okay, all these things are great and these are nice to haves, but which are the top three, which are like my non-negotiable that I really need to get done this week to really move the needle forward in whatever it is your goal, right? And when you start to practice this um, technique of not prioritizing everything and really being strategic about what you are doing throughout your week, I think you'll start to realize like, wow, that it feels lighter. It feels um, more obviously achievable. And from a neurological standpoint, all of these small wins, right? Like it feels so satisfying to be able to actually follow through on your commitments. And so I think what will also in turn help you to do is like retrain your brain to really be motivated by these wins, right? And really allowing you to prioritize them because they give you sort of that, that endorphin or, you know, sort of that chemical like feedback of like, yes, it feels good to do those things. I know that's one of the reasons I work out. Um, I try to work out as much as possible because I love the feeling I get after the workout, right? It feels good to have done something physically to have moved my body. And the, the, um, benefit of course, there are many, but for me, the most important is sort of that release, that sense of accomplishment and sort of the high that you get post a workout. It just feels really good. And here I'm sitting here thinking about it because I actually have not been able to follow through on that commitment. Typically I, I do so like three times a week, but this week has, um, just created a couple different unexpected roadblocks. And so I'm being, having some grace with myself and I just reprioritize other things so that I can make time later this week. So again, it's being flexible and having some grace with, while you may have an agenda or a plan more often than not, if motherhood has not already shared (laughs) this aspect of life is that the only constant thing in our life is change. And a lot of unpredictability occurs in the parenting journey, which can feel really, um, sometimes really demotivating because you want to do things a certain way and you set yourself up for success and inevitably something may go wrong or doesn't go as planned and it kind of throws off your mojo, right? And so it's easy to get discouraged, right? And to feel like it's pointless, but you know, mama, especially if you're listening to this podcast, I know that you're a high performer. I know that you're highly motivated and that you are looking to really leverage your parenting, your motherhood to support your greater goals of personal health, you know, more energy, feeling more happy, whole and complete, right? Feeling fulfilled. And I think that this is one of the things that we don't talk about how parenting can actually be that catalyst for you finally achieving 
all the things that you wanted and just never thought were possible. And parenting gives you that um, sort of that, um, how do I put it? It's almost like the training ground for you to become your best version of self because you're constantly getting feedback, right? Your children mirror your behaviors, your actions, your words, all of it. And so that's what great transparency and accountability you start to see. Okay, well, these are the areas that I'm, I'm not super thrilled that my child is adopting some of my behaviors. How can I better support myself? You know, that might be another clue as to how, what to deprioritize and reprioritize in your, you know, weekly to do's. Right. And so I think just remember mamas, you know, it's not about staying busy, you know, and, and even ask yourself, what is your need to stay busy? What are you avoiding? I remember like, I I felt like I had to justify, especially when I was, um, stay at home, I had to like keep myself super busy because I felt like, oh, well, I'm not quote unquote working. Um, even though let's face it, we know that being a mom is like, honestly, the ultimate, (laughs) the ultimate job, um, that, you know, is 24 seven, don't get a break and you can never just like walk away from it. So arguably we have the hardest job. Right. But at that time I really did feel like I had to fill my calendar. I had to be, you know, in my version of reality, it was like, I have to stay productive. So I had, I kept myself super, super busy because I was avoiding other things that perhaps I know I needed to focus on. And whether that was my personal health or my physical health, you know, whether that was looking at ways to, you know, strengthen my relationship with my own self, right? Self-love and worth and, and all of that. So again, I encourage you, if you find yourself like in that rat race, if you find yourself in that constant, like, feeling like you're just going from one thing to the next, you know, I encourage you to ask yourself, why, why do you continue to stay in that doing mode? And what are you making it mean if you were to do less? Right. And I think that these last few years have taught us that it's not about all of the external doing in our life that really makes a difference. Right. When the whole entire you know planet shut down, and we were coming back to the basics, right, of what really matters and what's really important, and I know for myself and for a lot of mamas is inner peace. You know, having peace, both mentally and emotionally, right, feeling happy with oneself, right, feeling like you are seen and you are heard, and that you are truly unconditionally prioritizing yourself, right? Especially our health, which again, as I've mentioned in many episodes, goes beyond your plate, right? It's beyond how many calories you burned in a workout class. It really stems from your mental health because your thoughts really do generate the reality that you have around you, the circumstances that you create. They really do stem from how you talk to yourself, right? And how you talk to yourself, of course, if you dig even deeper, comes back to some some of your old programming that you received subconsciously in your childhood, right? And so all of this is interconnected. The reasons we have, or the reason I'm so passionate about having this weekly conversation with you, Mama, is because it matters, right? Currently, right now, our children, we are 
inadvertently programming them with their default setting, with their factory setting of how they talk to themselves, how they value themselves. Do they truly prioritize their feelings and uh, their relationship with themselves, right? And I think that these are important concepts to first and foremost adopt for yourself, mama, before you can even guide your child into that process. And what's interesting is that you'll find that it requires less guidance on your part when you can simply model that behavior. When you can simply mirror that behavior for your child, they will automatically just start to do as you do, right? It's really that simple. I mean, that I really wish <laughs> when you find out you're pregnant, right? You got a pamphlet that's, that told you, like, if you want parenting to be really, really easy, <laughs> or easier, let's put it that way. Just focus on yourself. Focus on your personal development. Focus on healing um, from old wounds, healing from perhaps things that you didn't even know were there, right? Prioritizing, making sure that, you know, how is my self-talk? Do I even talk to myself nicely? Do I um, am I really negative? Am I judgmental? Do I criticize myself a lot? Right. Having this like self-awareness is like so major. And I know that when you hear this mama, you probably are like, yeah, yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. I can journal or my miracle morning routine or, you know, meditation. And then you start kind of like having these, like rolling your eye moments. Cause I had them myself. I was like, yeah, whatever. I know. Take deep breaths. You know, like you just, Really, you hear all this advice that seems so simple and you dismiss it because our brains like to overcomplicate things. But more importantly, your brain likes to fight you <laughs> into staying stuck in your usual comfort zones. And one of the biggest, most beautiful, <laughs> proud mama moments occurred last week when um, my child, my oldest, eight, he's eight years old and he heard me say something like, it's out of my comfort zone to do X, Y, and Z. And he said, hey, mama, don't you know that when we stay in our comfort zone, we can't grow. We want to really stay in our challenge zone. <laughs> and I laugh here because like, oh my gosh, like, you know, he is my, my children are my greatest teachers and they are learning how to really understand that when you feel challenged, when you're feeling uncomfortable, that is where the growth happens. That is where you start to move the needle towards the results and the outcomes and the lifestyle that you want, right? The relationships that you have in your life. And so all of this is so interconnected. So with that, mamas, as you know, I keep these episodes short and sweet and to the point because you don't need a long podcast <laughs> to get the message right? To get this amazing takeaway of how you mama can start to do less and get even more results in your life, get even more, um, closer to your goals for your own personal, um, life, right? And that in turn really does improve your parenting experience, your journey, and just your overall mama life, right? So, the takeaway is look at your list, that running list that could be an imaginary one. Really start to say, okay, which ones are really truly the most important this week? Where can I start to shift 
some other things that I deemed important, but perhaps they can, they can truly wait till the following week and start to just live that way. I know it's hard as moms, we like to plan. We're probably already planning summer camps and what we're going to do and all these things. Like we can, like, it's so easy to stay in that future mindset, but being in the future really contributes to the underlying anxiety and overwhelm that just seems inevitable in mom life, right? So I really encourage you to use this practice to help you stay more present, right? And really take in those moments that are truly invaluable, like moments where your children (laughs) kind of coach you through life, right? And it just, it was a beautiful reflection for myself in how often do I choose my comfort zone over my challenge zone? And that's really what this episode is all about. If I'm now that I'm coming full circle here, um, it really is about staying in our challenge zone. So hopefully this practice of doing less better will allow you to practice staying in your challenge zone. Okay, mamas, as always, take care of you first and please do reach out at Effortless Parenting Expert over on Instagram. It truly is my favorite way to connect with you and send me a message. Let me know if you're into getting weekly text messages from me that help you stay on target, help you stay focused on your health, your happiness, your fulfillment, so that we can raise amazing, awesome little humans and really upgrade the next generation.